Welcome back, everybody. This is Josh speaking with Cole, and this is another episode of Capta Details Later. Uh, we just finished watching 2021 film called Jacob's Wife. Uh, this is a film that I was really looking forward to when I first heard about it. I kind of spoiled it for myself a little bit. I'd rather have gone in not knowing anything about it. It's more similar to uh, your experience, but uh, overall, I think this was uh, this was a really fun time. It's 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 an entertaining film. Yeah, and not the, what I expected at all. Having said that, I had no expectations, so I can't really. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I watched it when it like the day that it was released. I bought it, released almost six months ago. It feels like maybe a little bit less. In any case, uh, I watched it right when it came out, and it was great. Uh, this time around, still good, and there are many parts that I really like. But there are definitely some some moments that I wasn't a particular fan of. It's not, not the best thing. Like, I, I was very happy to see Barbara Crampton. Uh, As always. I, I think that like for, for myself, that was the the biggest draw. The fact that we get so much screen time with her. Yeah. was pretty cool. And I loved having Larry Fessenden as a lead character. Yeah. That was awesome. And he killed it. I... I... I'm really glad that he got a lot of screen time in a movie, and it's yeah, it's so nice to see him as someone who's not just like a side character, and he, he did such a fantastic job. Like it, it was, I really hope that he gets more roles where he has a lot of screen time. Absolutely, I think that he and he and Barbara need to work together more. Like I really like their on-screen chemistry, and they have worked together like yeah. at least a few times in the past, right? Because there's definitely your next. Where while they didn't necessarily share the screen, they were both on that in that film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always uh, nowadays I'm very interested just because I've heard so many uh, people talk about being behind the scenes on films where like you don't necessarily meet everyone involved in the film, right? Depending on like what the shooting schedule is like and what else you got going on, because she's in particular like extremely busy. Yeah, it's like the, in this past year she's already had two films come out. I don't know where to ballpark this in terms of genre because, like, it, it, I, I would say that it's a horror comedy. Oh, a hundred percent, it's a horror comedy. I, I just felt like the the comedy to horror ratio is very. It it changes throughout the film, in my opinion. Yeah, the the sort of feeling that they're going for goes from like this is pretty like sad and dramatic, or emotional and dramatic to moments of hilarity. And then back, but it's like it's a very a pretty jarring uh, comparison between the feelings. Um, so I don't know if that was necessarily executed like the way that they intended. Um, I think the music in this film is like really good overall, but there's the one scene where she's dancing in the living room <laughs> with the lamp, and she's put on a record and then starts dancing. And like that's fine, but where on earth would she have found this record? Being uh, the character that she is, like it doesn't. That just didn't feel... It felt... I'm going to butcher the lyrics, but I'm pretty sure the song was just like, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. <laughs> no, it was, the, I believe the lyrics said, I like vampires. You, you were a vampire and I'm the walking dead. Which is even more on the nose for exactly what's happening right now. We Spooky stuff is happening. Yeah, it, it, it was very... I don't know if that's like a real song or if it was written for the film or what. I mean, it... I mean, I, I guess composition-wise, they're, they're, they're all real songs. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like it's a fake song because it was made for a project. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've never heard it before, but 
I don't I don't necessarily want to hear it again. Yeah, I mean, I try to be less critical on those things now, just because like, you, you can't win them all. Sure, There's no way that I can. Yeah, that that that's I'm, sorry. My my brain is like fully like I, I've been watching so many Tarantino movies lately. So like I'm just I know that there are directors that can like pick and choose songs to the point where like every single one in my opinion was like even if i'm not gonna like throw it on at home yeah it's like fit for the film exactly like, yeah Ooh. yeah i mean he is he's the master of uh picking a soundtrack he's, he's, like, he's fucking so incredible he's it's incredible crushing it, what crushing a talent it, it. he's what a what a talented what man i you know talent. i would love for him to branch into the horror genre i guess well he we've got from did. dust till dawn kind of and um death proof kind of yeah, I'd say Death Proof counts. Yeah, I guess Death Proof counts. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Well, we got to yeah. do a Grindhouse back-to-back pretty soon here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the actual movie itself. So, uh, the story here is that Barbara Crampton is playing um, the wife of a minister, not a priest, uh, named Jacob. Uh, Jacob Fetter, actually, which... Uh, I'm going to touch on a little bit later, but we see a couple, uh, I think it opens with him giving a sermon, uh, at church. And then, um, after that is finished, we see him sort of greeting his congregants and, and, uh, Barbara Crampton is standing there with him and greeting the people. And they talk to one of their, uh, flock, um, who's there alone because her mother started drinking again. So he wasn't coming to church, blah, 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 blah. Um, Jacob's shown to be like a pretty caring guy, but, um, in the majority of the setup here, we see him like talking over and all the time, which is like extremely frustrating. Um, like, okay. That's kind of where the movie loses me a little bit because for the first act, they're setting you up to hate him. Like he's a domineering, controlling, um, like very... He's a picture of what you would expect, or what we, in today's time, expect, like, a classic husband of the 50s to be, I think. Just, like, I'm the man of the house, what I say goes. And he's not necessarily, like, mean about it, but he just clearly doesn't really think about his wife as a person. The one that really sticks, the two that stick in my mind, especially are the scene where he's getting ready for bed and brushing his teeth and she's just standing beside him and looking at him in the mirror <laughs> with just the most disgusted look of contempt on her face and you get you like she so perfectly sells and it's shot in a way that really sells like this has been the routine for 30 years and I just can't stand the sight and sound and probably smell of my husband fucking brushing his teeth and then they like are in bed later and he like completely rolls over top of her and just like gives her no space she's obviously feeling pretty smothered and and whatever um but the other moment is when they're being interviewed by the police in uh church and every time Anne starts to say something he starts speaking over top of her and there are a couple times where she starts to get a little bit of leeway and it's like okay maybe he's gonna let her talk and then he talks over her again and it's just those are the two that really stand out as like tension building for me. Yeah, just just having him talk over her every single time was. I, I mean, I think we've mentioned that in any single film we've watched, where like that's a point. It's it, it that's such a hard thing to watch. Just yeah, I think it's it's especially hard because that is one of the like 
I have a hard enough time collecting my thoughts as it is and getting them out. And when I'm speaking and then somebody immediately starts talking, like I can't even continue. I can't do the verbal battle and like continue the talk over. As soon as somebody starts talking, like and interrupts my flow, I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not talking anymore. Yeah, just, I'm uh, gonna, gonna save that one for later. Yeah. Got a couple friends that do that and it drives me up the friggin' wall. <laughs> well, it, it makes you really want like that, uh, it ups the immersion of the film where like you just want to dive to the screen like hey excuse me um i think she was trying to say yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> there's oh, there's a scene later on too where um they're at dinner they're having dinner at their place and his brother and his wife come over um and they're all having like pretty jovial conversation and they're talking about uh the teenage girl that they had been talking to in church whose mother was the alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. She's now missing, which I guess we have to talk about as well. But the way that they're having this conversation, like all three of them seem, seem not to care at all. Um, and they're all pretty upbeat. And Anne's just sitting there like, first of all, doesn't feel like she can even talk. And I, I just think that Barbara Crampton like nails this look and feel. Uh, right at this moment not surprised she does everything so well what a talent what a talent good grief I don't want to drive it home too hard but yeah big Crampton fan just goddamn (laughs) you don't want to cram it down our throats Got you sticky handed you little (laughs) what did you say That, that was like so on my mind the other day I was like going to bed and I was just like <laughs> so I'm just picturing the like, it's just one good thing that VHS 2 gave us yeah I'm just wondering like the whole that see the, those are like the things that um if there was like a behind the scenes like it like a direct I like a, so a, old saying that if there was a DVD with the behind the scenes if, the, if there's some director's commentary yeah, director's or something commentary on anything is that what though, they call it I haven't Sure, yeah, the director or cast commentary. Just, uh, Isn't there just another word for it? Am I missing something? Well, they have commentary and behind oh, the scenes. Oh, t- turn commentary on or off. That's mm. that's what I'm thinking. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, they, they always talk about like, the big things like, oh, like this 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 special effect was like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we worked on it for three days and we couldn't figure it out. I, I want those little things. So as you notice right here, this character walks in and she says, caught you sticky-handed, little comeback. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, David was actually really nervous when he wrote that, and we were like, show us the script. He's like, no, and he had like that little smile on his face, so it was like really tight, so like, you could tell he thought something was funny. We're like, what is it? And he's like, I can't. It's like, it's so bad. And uh, yeah, like after like we finally like, got the paper, we were like, oh, like that, that, that is bad, but like it's funny. And like we thought the audience would think it's funny. <laughs> like, it's just, just having to talk, like, like, is this a real conversation? And then like the the viewers, like you and I would be having a conversation, like, yeah, well, was that real? <laughs> like, not only like was the dialogue in the film, but like I, I had like this like weird dream where like the director was talking about, it, and then you're like, no, that happened. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. like, I still, uh, I still, I still just like can't believe that that was a line that made it through the the writing process and the script vetting. Um, the acting process, the filming process, and the editing process. All of those processes, and it still made it through. So it had to have been intentional. I, I think that we talked about it actually during that recording. We must have. I, I feel like it was, um, our speculation was like, what if it was one of those instances where it's like, yeah, that was actually improv, but the director liked it so much. Um, <laughs> but like, 
was just more picturing like the actress being like, oh god, no, no, no. like let's reshoot it. And like, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we're keeping that in. Like she just hates it. Like, yeah, she, like, oh yeah, this is sense. this is her career. This is yeah. like her <laughs> her Jennifer Aniston and Leprechaun moment where it's like, guys, like come on, come on, I I can do better than that. Caught you sticky handed, you little cum dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Back to the task at hand. Um, So after leaving uh, Jacob's congregation, uh, Amelia is the character's name. A a nice young uh, lady uh, in a red dress. She's walking home. um, And it seems that she has a really long ways to walk. Because it goes from being... Doesn't church happen at morning time? I think it's typically like 10... No... It's usually over by 10 so that you can go catch the football game. Yeah. So say, does it start at 10 or does it wrap up by No, 10? it's usually... Huh, it's like 9 to 11. Oh, start, can you imagine having a, a weekly event that starts at 10? Fuck no. Either start it early or start it late. Like, the. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to do it at 10 every Sunday. What? Well, definitely here on the West Coast, I, I just like could never do that because my team always plays at 10 a.m. <laughs> and that now if church started at like seven six. in the morning, six, one of those times, like, <laughs> but I don't know. I start work at six. I could start working for the Lord at six. Like, come on. I actually start at seven. Sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it seems that she left in the morning. And by the time she got home, it was pitch black. Maybe she had a like a nice day that we didn't see. Like she was like like about town, like after church. It's like ah, you yeah, know, but I... she didn't come home with any bags of like groceries or yeah, but maybe like a like new a haircut or nothing. Ice cream walk around the park for an entire day. It's a nice park. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice park. Doesn't want to go home. Like definitely don't want to go home. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Doesn't want to go home. Which is irresponsible. <laughs> How's that irresponsible? Isn't, isn't she taking care of her mother? Well, she's, quote-unquote, it's mostly just, like, making sure that her mom doesn't, like, fall asleep with cigarette smoke, probably, kind of situation. Yeah, hard to do that when you're at the park all day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if she's a power drinker, she's probably not, like, lighting darts and falling asleep during that. Well, yeah, no, never mind. You probably would go to sleep during the day have a little power nap okay well we're gonna have to think about this theory a little bit more in any case by the time that she gets close to home it is pitch black so that like sort of time shift didn't really make sense to me but i do like this where as she's walking she hears amelia like the whisper of her name on the wind um and immediately he's like what the fuck was that turns around nobody's there uh here's it a couple more times and it starts to ramp up a little bit and then do we get at this moment, like, there is the moment where she steps on two rats, and oh. that was startling in its own right. Um, but we do get a, a moment where she gets enveloped by shadow, right? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's it, it's it's very like Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Not not quite as cartoony, but that is a that is a thing. Like there are moments of. That feel like a classic horror setup, kind of thing, and then slapstick moments. Yeah, like I, I just felt the tone was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like the the film definitely could have leaned more on 
one direction or kind of pick a lane yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I felt very like we were swerving kind of I, I would actually i'd love to see two two cuts of this film one is like the ultra comedy cut and well not ultra like don't make it super funny but like <laughs> just like lean into the comedy there's instead of rat yeah. all scenes with rats have been replaced with banana peels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know one guy who would find that terrifying Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so they do that, and then the other one can be like the dark, uh, contemporary horror. Like, uh, this is a family drama, uh, cloaked in the shadow of a horror movie. Like, I'd love to see both of those parallel movies and be able to watch them both. I'd like to see both and be able to watch them both. But alas, the time frame also feels really weird because there's. First of all, I love the the setting of this town. This town is awesome. Town's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you've got the reverend or minister, whatever he is. He drives like a nineteen eighty something Mercury. All of the other vehicles in town kind of seem to be pretty old. Um, Anne is doing like aerobics tapes or something for exercise. Um, I think we see like one character use a cell phone and that's the guy that she meets Tom. Mm-hmm. Everybody else seems to be like using antiquated technology. So I don't know if that's a case of like, Oh, this is a really small town that time kind of forgot or that's kind of the vibe I was getting. Mm-hmm. I also, one thing I really enjoyed is that the film actually kind of felt old to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's something about the filming style where it's like, it, it feels like a, like an early nineties film. Hmm. I think I got like hints of that, I, especially when uh, Anne and Tom go to the mill for the first time. Yeah. Like that really felt almost like Goonies like. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it had to do with like the color palette. Mm. Just sepia. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of Tom, though, so, like that, that is our, our first little area of contrast. So like we go through Anne's boring life. Uh, she meets up with this guy who's like an old friend. From the get go, I was kind of getting the vibe like, hey, they're they're gonna. Oh well, he's yeah. going in for the kiss. Well, even like... even before they meet up, when she's telling Jacob as he's reading the paper, like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, I've got this meeting with a with a guy, and and he even is like, you mean that guy you used to fuck? Not he doesn't say it like that, but that's the. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> uh, I really like her performance here. I mean, obviously, all over the film, I love her performance, but like these little emotive scenes at the, at the, for the buildup of the film are like some of the best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he establishes that they have a history together. Okay, I totally missed that. Oh, which okay. is, probably explains why in my head, like I'm sure my subconscious just... Oh, they're totally gonna... They're making keys. eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that's my maturity level. <laughs> like, oh, they're so kissing. <laughs> I bet they're even gonna use their tongues. <laughs> Oh yuck! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like their whole little meeting here. You get, you get some good character. I, I guess like history with with the dialogue. Uh, sounds like she used to be a much more adventurous person. Blah 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 blah. Like the very typical uh, life happens speech. Yeah. And we we get a very direct inquiry because as a viewer, it seems odd that these two are married. And uh, Tom's like, oh. I'm, I've always been 
uh, I, I found it very unusual that you guys ended up getting together and mm-hmm. she went through a dip he was there for her here we are but yes the the mill that uh, they yes, end up uh, sorry a dip as in the death of her mother <laughs> at like what i have to assume is 18 <laughs> like kind of brutal dude <laughs> yeah she went through a bit of a dip but we're always being told we gotta buy the dip use it to your advantage <laughs> okay i will use every <laughs> every little bit of energy i have to not talk about the dip <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like waving like a little red flag in front of a bull. Whoa! Uh-oh, I, I didn't bull even run. set that. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna start talking about stocks now. Um, yeah, fuck it. It's crypto time. We're turning. We're going into crypto corner. This is oh, man, uh, crypto dead. Crypto later. Lately? It's nuts. Yeah, we it's, are down. I know we are. Great time to buy. Great time to buy. Anyways, anyways. my supervisor won't stop talking about it. I said, supervise this. And I throw it, I show him the bird. I'm not here to talk about crypto. I'm trying to read Instagram. Um, all right, so we're at the, the old creepy mill. Uh, we, we don't even like, get much time here before, like, they, they almost, like, immediately start, like, getting down to business. Uh, yeah, like, they, well, they had a couple drinks at lunch, and mm-hmm. they do, like, I don't know, they all, they're obviously very comfortable with each other, and. They get down to kissing pretty quick, and they're they're really doing it. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I felt like this set was pretty cool. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, I, yeah, so the the mill looks sweet. There's like a bunch of metal all over the place, and it looks pretty abandoned, but for some reason, still is full of machinery and rats and mittens fucking rats dude there's a couple of cool rat moments in this film uh um, yeah they're sitting on top of a crate and it there's a little bump while they're doing a little bump of their own if you know what i mean bumping tongues <laughs> that's what i start calling it hey baby <laughs> hey baby you want to bump tongues <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> I actually like. Obviously, it's not smooth. Like I like the sound of that. Yeah, like, y'all bumping tongues down at make out point. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, you guys bumping tongues. <laughs> yeah, we bumped. <laughs> Yo, did you hear about Johnny? He's bumping. God damn, Megan won't ever bump with me. <laughs> All I get is lip. <laughs> Kissing's awesome, guys. I got. <laughs> I I gotta say, I am a fan. And if anybody out there wants to bump tongues, <laughs> as of right now, I am open. Uh, they get startled. They stand up, and this this box is really. I can't I can't think of another word other than bumping, but this box is now bumping. Uh, as if it were jealous of the tongues. Um, it seems like it's bumping <laughs> more than should be warranted for a single rat inside. Yeah, I was surprised that there was just one. I one mean, rat in the box. Tom does say, "Like, did you see the size of that thing?" It was like, a big rat. I mean, it's a pretty big rat, but I've seen bigger. <laughs> uh, in any case, the other box crate starts 
jostling around as well. Filled with rats. Tom opens that puppy and it's filled with rats. Yeah, I, and they just immediately start fucking with him. Mm, that, that looked grotesque. This is this is one of rats. my favorite makeup scenes. Um, he's got his hands in the box, getting chewed on by rats, and just immediately his face is covered with rats. And there's rats all around his head and, excuse me, on his chest, biting. And uh, rather quickly, they, they do like chew a, a gash across his throat. And I think chew the tips of his fingers off. Like these rats go, go for it. All right, boys, like we practice. <laughs> yeah, they're not their, uh, yeah, not not their first rodeo. <laughs> oh the, well, the, yeah. The so master descends from the corner. Yeah, and Anne's getting yeah. freaked out, and she's sort of backing up. And I I really like this too. Like she's not screaming, she's not overreacting. She's just like completely stunned by what she's seeing because, of course, you would be if a man were getting devoured by rats in front of your eyes. And just a moment ago, you were bumping tongues. <laughs> All right, tell us everything that happened. <laughs> just the way that she like tries to like cover her neck when she walks back into the house. Because mm-hmm. she, she comes in very late and she's like clutching her purse and she doesn't turn towards her husband. She's going upstairs. Th- this, this scene's pretty cool. Like I, th- I think just in terms of the performance. Oh, like they, when she they, gets upstairs. Mm, like once this is again with the weird tone shift. Like I just felt like it, it set itself up to be a little bit more heavy-handed on like the actual dread factor. Yeah, but yeah, like she when she is in the washroom and she like removes her purse to reveal that she's just like drenched in blood. And when it's something, it's like so. I I like the subtle um, way that they like made her just pale enough to look like she's been drained. Um, and when she moves her purse and you see that, like, oh, her the shirt underneath is looking pretty dark. Uh, and once she sees that, she starts to freak out a little bit. And then once she unbuttons her jacket or unzips, I can't remember which. I think it's buttons. Hmm. Uh, and you see that, like, full red. Like, she it immediately starts to... It kind of seems like it's letting the release valve off of her shock. But she's, like, cognizant enough to understand that, like, she doesn't want to be, like, screaming and, and bringing Jacob upstairs. So has this, like, silent freakout, um, which is capped off with this, like, horrified stare into the mirror. And mm, chef's kiss. Fantastic. Larry Fessenden wakes up the next day, J.R. <clears throat> Reverend <gasps> Jacob, uh, to the alarm going off, he... he kind of looks and his wife's not in bed where she obviously usually is. He turns off the alarm. He comes downstairs. Breakfast isn't made. She's in the middle of working out very intensely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's, you know, like pretty, he can tell that something's up. So he's doing the kind of like, Hey honey, just wondering if you made breakfast. Uh, And she proceeds to tell him that she's not hungry. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I guess I'll eat something on the way to work. Fuck. Um, Probably hasn't made breakfast in like 30 years. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to have to buy it. Uh, (laughs) You see these hands? These hands were made for God. That's it. Uh, So he leaves and she continues about her day. And this is this the same day that she gets her her groove on with the furniture yeah. moving around and... I, I, yeah i think that uh when when he's when he's out she like goes to the grocery store 
Yeah. That's when she starts, like... The grocery store scene is very cool. Yeah, she just goes to, like, the meat department. Right. Ends up buying a bunch of bags of blood, and the guy's like, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so she gets home, pours herself a nice little glass of blood, and really gets into her groove with that weird... (laughs) Yeah. I'm a vampire. (laughs) I'm a vampire. You're a vampire. We're all vampires. (laughs) I I think that's how it goes. It's something like that. Very, very <laughs> subtly getting across the message that this is a vampire. You're movie. undead, but I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the skeleton song. The way that she's walking. Wait, like the the bones are the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the way that she's walking around the living room with all the shades drawn, and she's got her wine glass full of blood, and she's sipping it, and kind of half smiling, and sort of. That's what I picture fun moms doing when they've got like their glass of red and all the kids are at school for the day and she's just, <laughs> just si- like, sipping away and dancing I love a.m. glass of red wine I don't fucking know man if I have a day <laughs> off I start drinking beers at like 8 a.m. Uh, well not always <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like I, I shouldn't be laughing at that like there's gonna be like someone like listening to us like <laughs> I th- I think putting a, t- a time on alcohol consumption is fucking ridiculous. Oh, I, I definitely don't. I, I, I think it's, I, if only just going to like purely judging myself, no one else. Uh, if I start drinking like that, I, I'm personally not planning to do anything like productive from that point. Oh, on. yeah, that's totally fair. I'm saying like sometimes it's nice to have a day off. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this mom, this hypothetical mom is just just drinking red wine like all day, every day. Well, I was kind of actually picturing that. Like that she throws, yeah. she, she throws out like the price is right. And she's like, you go, Drew. Because Bob Barker is no longer with us on that show. But I think he's still alive, right? I think so. Yeah. Good for you, Bob. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be getting up there. Oh, he's been old my entire life. So he's. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, I I felt like this this was kind of the scene where the, the movie started feeling sillier a little bit more consistently. Like, yeah, even though I I think that there's a way to do it that wouldn't have made it silly. There's somebody watching her move the very lightweight furniture. I like kind I kind of really couch I kind of liked that. It's, it's not that like I didn't like it. I just felt like this is like a the tone changes here. And then we don't really go back to any like the, those initial like eerie moments after this. It kind of starts to towards the end. Mm-hmm. What I really didn't like about this scene was the fucking lamp dancing, dude. I just like everything about that just felt cringy to me. It, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that was for, weird. For the sake of fairness, though, I guess I guess if you're looking at it from like a writing standpoint, like cringy. Is I think something I need to be more comfortable with, not necessarily being a bad thing. If one because like I I know I know if footage got out like oh yeah like, I was like oh like, I don't know it was kind of weird it's a bit uncomfortable it was cringy so it's like okay great like you want to show some footage when you're home alone like oh <laughs> we're, we're talking about bad writing here Cole you wouldn't you your life wouldn't be poorly written would it so you're doing some pretty weird stuff <laughs> like that's actually man I, that's I've, a really good point i i've um I've, I've had more than enough nights where i think dancing with a lamp would have been the the safer route you know yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I gotta I'm, go get me a lamp. He was just like, anytime I'm air quotes here danced in my house while alone. I don't think it would pass as dancing to most spectators. I have <laughs> never danced ever in by myself. That's nuts. No, it's not. That seems normal to me. What are you doing no. dancing around? It's fun. It's fun to dance. That that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Weddings always bring it out of me. See, you got you got some. But I'm saying I don't dance by myself. I don't. Well, I did at the Sh- wedding actually. I did. <laughs> I did, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. But not in my own home. My home is it? No, fuck that. <laughs> my home time is for eating food, drawing pictures, painting, watching silly movies on my phone sometimes late at night, and then uh, you know watching other stuff and reading books. That's all I got time for. Dancing. <laughs> Next, I'll be. I can't even think of another you, thing. You sound like Danny DeVito and Matilda. <laughs> where, 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 my, where my other weird dance people? <laughs> Honestly, probably every single other person in the world. I might be... I, I don't think I did it till I was like 27. I have never heard of somebody just like for fun while home alone dancing. That oh. just has... I've, I've never... Hmm. That's... This is kind of cool now. I'm, other other like than I'm, the people I know who are dancers, who will then like, oh yeah, if they'll you're be practicing dance. they'll be home dancing by themselves, taking a video and posting that to Instagram. Hmm. Oh, hey, okay. look at how good I am at dancing, and they are good at dancing. Yeah, some people are actually. I keep That's an art them. form that I just don't really give enough credit to, and like, it's extremely impressive when you are good at dance. <sighs> we talked about it for the Suspiria, Suspiria remake. Yeah. yeah. Vok. Huh. Wow. Dakota Johnson. Unreal dancer. Power of the power of the human body. It it, it is very cool. It's fantastic. Can actually, da- like, man, dance is rad. You it know, can be rad. I mean, it's like anything. You can't just say, the, the concept of dance is rad. And I might just have to dance when I get home. There's like that scene where Anne and Jacob, uh, they take that old woman who's deceased <laughs> yeah. from her house, and then um. Their friends were like coming over for like... no. That's his brother and sister in law. Okay, so yeah, like uh, they're 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 coming over for dinner or whatever. But when they walk into the kitchen and Anne has her like hung upside down and like funneling blood into buckets, <laughs> she's just kind of like, oh, the reaction is. I I, th- I think that was my my favorite laugh from the film. Yeah, Carol's just like Anne. <laughs> 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 It's uh, <clears throat> there are there are many of those scenes in this film that like that one snapshot like fuck that's a good scene oh that's so funny or oh that's impactful like all of those things are good this is at the point in the film where Jacob knows that his wife is now a vampire um I I yeah I really like the reaction that his brother and sister-in-law have after they've discovered um Anne and how Basically, once she's caught, she just sits at her kitchen table and <laughs> kind of listens to this dude talk on the phone uh, to the cops. Um, a little earlier, I think this is... Oh, okay. So we're missing a couple of really good ones. Uh, and I know I just 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 said, like, we don't have to go in or... But I feel like the context of those helps for the other scenes. I was going to pull it out when they come to you. Kind of sure. Thing. There's the one of the dentist uh, where Anne's going to get her teeth looked at. 
and there's the teeth whitening light thing that gets put against her mouth and burns the shit out of her mouth with the UV light. I thought that was, I loved watching her run out of the, uh, the dentist's office, uh, with her face smoking, um, her getting home and just like juking and jiving around inside the house, like freaking out and her neighbor seeing her and be like, she, (laughs) she having a heart attack. So he goes to help her. Um, and that, like, I was not expecting her to just turn around and slit his throat. I really like the design of the vampires for the most part. I think the Bonnie Aarons vampire, like the master, um, Bonnie Aarons, famous for playing the nun in uh, the is it the Conjuring ones or the Insidious ones. Anyway, one of those franchises, there's a nun. She plays that nun. She was also the bum from, uh, have you ever seen Mulholland Drive? Oh, fantastic movie. Well, I think one of the absolute scariest scenes I've ever seen in my It's just a David Lynch film, but like, there's a moment in this film featuring her, and it's legit she's on screen for maybe 1.7 seconds, and it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. What happens? I gotta know. You gotta watch it. No, like, if I don't get around to it. Yeah, okay. No, forget, le- like legit, these, this, okay, so, let me see if I can remember that actor's name. Um... He, oh, fuck, I know it, I know it, uh, anyway, I think it's Patrick something, fuck, I feel like a bastard, anyway, he's, uh, in a diner explaining to, uh, a buddy of his that, uh, he's been having this horrible dream, and it's a <laughs> recurring, I think it's a recurring nightmare that takes place at that very diner, and then he's kind of walking him through it, and they leave the diner and come around the back, and it's this long, drawn-out, uh, really tense moment because David Lynch is the master of building fucking awful tension. Um, and they're walking along the side of this diner, and there's sort of like a, a concrete wall that goes around a corner into an alley. And they're just like slowly approaching, and it cuts from the um, them walking, looking afraid, to the corner back and back and back and then as they're coming bonnie aaron's like in just the most hideous makeup just like turns the corner very quickly and like looks at them it's it's nothing even that bad happened it's just like one of the most revolting frightening scenes i've ever seen Hmm. it's so bananas because it's not like on its face it's not even it's not scary it's just the way that it's all constructed just fucking even thinking about it just gets into my bones. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bravo, Mr. Lynch. What the fuck is his name? Patrick Fischler. Boom! I'm happy that I remembered his name because I love him in everything that I've seen him in. You'll you'll know the guy if you see him. Yeah, you know. What were <laughs> we talking about before? Oh, Bonnie Aarons. Yeah. Uh, Designs of the Vampires. I like that they went for like sort of a more classic Nosferatu. Um Teeth in the front, party in the back kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I like seeing the change up. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I've, I've seen too many of the, I, I guess, like standard issue vampires. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the long canines, they work, obviously. Oh, yeah. Especially when you get those fun teeth at Halloween. I think it's easier to make those ones sexy because, like, they can still <laughs> talk. They also just and don't look like demented rabbit teeth. <laughs> yeah, let's go say those ones. I mean, 
Ich hoffe, 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 Jacob coming home to find uh, Anne just like lapping blood up. Oh, actually, even when she slits this dude's throat and then like oh. grabs his head and pulls it and just like blood is spraying every like there are many scenes in this film where blood just fucking starts gushing. Some of the effects were it's, it, yeah the, the kill the, the kill scenes yeah very cool. kill scenes are great. Um, but yes, when he comes home and she's like just drinking blood off the floors. I, I didn't do this. Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> and his his performance in this scene is just impeccable. When he's like mopping up the blood and he's still trying not to swear. Yeah. Like, this is so messed up. <laughs> yeah. Or, or effed up. Effed really. up. Yeah. So effed up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah. That, that was like, like, yeah, it's got a lot of good good scenes like that um even when Anna and uh, jacob like first decide to go kill the master mm-hmm. when they're in the mill there's some really good dialogue ah i really liked um amelia's transformation oh yeah like when, when they come upon her again and like i don't know how into like the double voice recording like um effect I'm not how I don't know how into that I am, but I think visually um, they they did a great job uh, turning her into like an animal of a person. Yeah, those uh, the blood tears really just. What did she, she says at some point to him, to Jacob? I'm gonna tongue punch your throat so hard. Anyway, she says something about tongue tongue punching his throat, and uh, at the time, very. Good funny. Good funny. <laughs> Jacob obviously loses his nerve because um, after spraying Amelia with holy water in the face, uh, she reverts to her regular voice and is like clearly manipulating him and being like, why would you do that? Like, I, I need help. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Barbara Crampton just comes and like <laughs> grabs her and is like, you got to fucking kill her. Like, she's obviously fooling you. And he just like hits his breaking point and has to leave. Um, oh, not I think the she, like, yeah. No, sorry, go ahead. Oh, just the fact that she like turns her to goop because <laughs> she just oh yeah, stake through her head. Very dope. Uh, but you were talking about um, about some good dialogue in this scene, and I think what you might have been referring to is like on their way into the mill um, when they're having their back and forth. Yeah, I I, I can't remember what it was. I okay, <laughs> getting some good chuckles here. Yeah. It's kind of dry, like I'm trying really hard right now. My there was uh, I hate those days. Yeah, like there's the moment where uh, well he starts to go all high and mighty and he's like, um, I was born. I was I've been training for this my whole life. I've been I've been training myself to fight evil. When he's just like, I mean, you're not going to Van, you're not Van Helsing school. Jacob getting pulled over later on by the cops. And having to open that case and prefacing it with, like, this is not what it looks like. And he pops his briefcase open, and it's just, it's got Bram Stoker's Dracula, a couple Bibles, a couple stakes, um, a crucifix, some holy water. And at this point, the two cops think that he's just 
been murdering kids around town. And uh, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, just a vampire <laughs> hunter's kid. <laughs> Guys. That takes us pretty close to like the uh, the finale of the film because like, the cops are there at the end. Uh, yeah. Anne's having like, a little final powwow with the master in the backyard. Also, there, there's like that really weird scene midway through the film where she like, sees the master in their backyard. Oh, and then she starts like feeling herself up Mm -hmm. due to the like as the mass. Well, I think this what. Sorry, I got an itchy face. What this is supposed to be is the master like showing her to find her own pleasure. Yeah, it it was just (laughs) the idea of Jacob walking into her while she's diddling herself like in front (laughs) of the empty window, looking into the backyard is very funny. (laughs) Exactly. Just, just yeah, like. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's also that scene where when they go to collect the old woman who's died, they don't know that she's died yet, but they find out that she is and roll her in a, in a, in a blanket and try to take her away. And there's this little girl standing outside watching them do it. And her dialogue pieces here are very, very good. I think they tell her to go away and she's like, I'm not going to go away until you tell me, tell me a bad word, teach me a bad word. And uh, Jacob, the pious man that he is, is like, I'm not going to teach you a bad word. And uh, Anne's just like, I got one for you. Fuck off. And just without missing a beat, this kid is just like, uh, I already know that one. Uh, the lines delivered by this child are just really, well, she did such a great job. <laughs> I think my favorite bit was just. When they're like taking the body outside. Oh yeah, it's just our laundry. Yeah, it's like it looks like you have Mrs. So and So wrapped up in her bed sheets. Yeah. Like, oh, please leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like very straightforward. I also like that it doesn't necessarily come back to bite them. Like the kid doesn't. Yeah. Say anything. It's just like, a neighborhood neighbor is the one that ends up calling. Well, I think the neighbor that ends up calling is the one who's missing a husband. Oh yeah. Fantastic. I think that that final confrontation with um, with Anne and the master uh, having their their conversation, I thought that Bonnie Aaron's like makeup here looks really good, um, and I didn't really mind the design when you just are looking at like her face and head and stuff like that. But in general, I wasn't like a huge fan of the design. Um, I thought it was a little bit too traditional for me for what the film is. Hmm. I don't really know how else they would have done it. I mean, like they they add a little flourish on there with like the glowing purple eyes. Yeah. Just like a little. And all of her thralls had red eyes Mm -hmm. because they hadn't fully gone over. I just felt like a in terms like horror comedy, like what we do in the shadows. Yes. Like Peter looks perfect just because he, he looks exactly like Nosferatu. Yeah. But the, the, the concept is just vampire roommates where it's like he's, they just look like cliche versions for that reason. Yeah. Um, so it's just like hilarious because he's just the old dude that they live with. And yeah, I, I think a lot of it was not so much the makeup, just once again, like the like the hat and like the, the outfit looked too on the nose. Yeah. And there's a moment too where she jumps off the roof and like... It's not a smooth uh, cable like transition where it looks like she's flying. Like you can pretty clearly see her like swing and like catch and then lower down a little. Like which, which is fine. Um, it's just yeah, yeah. Again, 
like weird little moments here and there that just like take you out of it or just are such a shift in the mood that it just is mm-hmm. jarring towards the end here after i mean she's basically i think that uh Anne is going to take the deal here and like because basically what they're saying here what the master is saying was like choose to live the life that you want to live uh if you drink my blood now you're gonna have control over the hunger and all that and you'll basically become what i am like an undying thing who doesn't have the thirst and all that stuff which would be pretty awesome you have total autonomy jacob comes in to quote-unquote save the day i i do really like this performance when he stabs her and she's just like ah (laughs) it was it's so strange uh but i think it works really well i also kind of like that the blood was just water yeah i don't know just for the sake of changing it up i was like that okay i'm i'm Uh, I'm good with it speaking of blood being water um there's the moment at the restaurant when Anne gets first gets all dolled up and she's like i want to go out to eat and she's looking great in a red dress and uh larry they're like it's a really awkward dinner conversation and she hasn't eaten a single bite of her food uh larry's obviously like eating everything because he i mean that steak looked pretty good um but he asks her if she's had the wine she says no and she she goes to drink it and immediately is just kind of like Ugh. uh because it's the blood of christ get it? <laughs> it i just i got it this time i think to her not eating the meal was more a statement of being like, I wanted to go out to dinner and I'm making the decision not to eat this because I'm not hungry for that. Uh, and it's also like a couple of lobster tails or something. Like it's an expensive so meal. And he asks for a to-go box and she says, no, I'm finished. It's like, yeah, okay. But also like, maybe I want it for lunch tomorrow. Like that's come on. Meet me halfway oh. here. Oh. oh, and then she gets mad at him after he kills the master and says that wasn't your decision to make and i like the cop dialogue here They're like what do you what do you want to write this up as and he's like i don't fucking know like a domestic dispute yeah it works for me yep well put a nice little cap on that we're not doing the paperwork for this. <laughs> yeah um i also feel like the the actual ending here after like it felt kind of like a 90s tv soap or something 100 percent. yeah like i don't know like for me I didn't hate it, but it, it felt like another tone shift right at like the very end. Right at the end. So they're talking about, like, what are they going to do now? Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll go on a trip and we'll sell the house and just hit the road and go. Um, and Jacob pretty clearly doesn't want to live with the fucking vampire being a man of God. And she pretty obviously still doesn't is not happy with the fact that he made a decision for her. So we get this freeze frame as she's lunging at his throat and he's going to stab her with a steak. Freeze frame and then like a peppy 80s song. And first of all, the song was a total shift in tone. Um, but that in conjunction with that freeze frame, the the credit style, all of that, uh, like I think you basically just said, it's so jarring at the end mm-hmm. that I don't know that I would have made that decision. Although I do like... Hmm. Tone wise, I don't like it, but ending wise, I do like it. Yeah, like the, the it's not the idea itself; it was just the execution. Yes, like, eh, okay. it, it felt kind of like Animal House to me. Like I was expecting like totally. each of those tablets, like and went on to eat yeah. Jacob. <laughs> like yeah. she's now living happily alone, and like yeah. 
yeah so yeah i don't know it's not the most polished product i've seen Mm-hmm. but overall yeah it's 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 still like an enjoyable viewing I, and again like for as far as i'm aware like larry fessenden's first ever like starring role fucking very cool mm-hmm. uh i also forgot to mention that i love the way the title credit uh or the title card looks it's it's that blue jacob's oh. wife the stylized thing like right in front of the church looks fucking that looked great looks so good it, i would actually almost go as far as to say that was I don't. I don't want to come off as sounding too negative. I just. I think that the beginning of this film set me on like a note where I was expecting something. I, I kind of wish like the tone had just been a little bit more constant. Just Everything like, up to her change was pretty consistent tone wise, and and felt like it was setting you up for a different kind of movie. Yeah. And I really want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this one. This is the second time I've run through it, and I'm gonna see it again. Um, cause there are enough enjoyable pieces to keep me coming back, I think. But, um, yeah, there's a couple misses overall. Uh, I think I'd go with a 75 on this one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm probably going to park it at a nice even 70. Well, that's a passing grade. Yeah. Uh, I actually had 75 in my head for most of it. Until I like... had 80 in my head for most oh, of it. Okay. And in talking about it, it dropped down five. Hey, interesting. Hey, no, yeah, I pretty much did the same. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's... <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, it, it does kind of suck in the sense of like I, I feel like we've done this like with a few things where I, I feel like my impression in speaking about it sounds more negative than like I actually like like totally. It, it's it's an enjoyable film. The, the the laughs are worth it. I it didn't feel like it's too overly long. It's ninety eight minutes, and I think okay. that it, it uses like the pacing's fine. Uh, it uses those ninety eight minutes like pretty well. I mean, cut out the lamp dance. And you've got yourself, like, a much better movie. Like, like, I was going to say, they, they probably could have shaved off eight minutes for, like, mm-hmm. a nice even hour and a half. Uh, but it doesn't... I, I, I never got that feeling of being trapped. Whereas I found, like, a lot of films uh, with, like, tone shifts and yeah. uh, those little things that make me hum and haw throughout. If, if those films are, like, in excess of, like... Two hours and twenty. Oh yeah, it's just like let me fucking go. I want this to be done. It usually drops my enjoyment of the film drastically just due to how long. And like you start questioning, like, am I gonna be here much longer? And like if if it's like another forty minutes from the point that you're questioning, yeah, wrap it up. Like, ooh, I did find actually when I started to feel like okay, I'm about done with this. It was the climactic scene. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's over. Um, so yeah, I think timing wise, they nailed it. Definitely recommend. Much, yeah. And uh, once again, bravo, Barbara Crampton, uh, Larry Fessenden. Love to see you guys. Like the makeup's good and the effects are all right. I like the gore, but like, I was going to say some of the gore effects I actually really like. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I didn't, didn't talk that up enough. Like, like mainly like that scene in the kitchen, like that, that yes. next split was just fantastic. Lovely. And actually the rats on the dude, pretty great. And when, uh, Anne is in the window looking at the master and we get a view of her in the in the house and her wall is covered in rats. Like, I think the rat work in this film is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think I'm actually going to go up to 78. I think I actually, I think there are enough positive points about this that I actually like it better than I just said. I had gotten negative in my head. The but... rat work got you through more points today. Yeah, which is ironic because I'm fucking terrified of rats. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been very enjoyable. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good time spending some time with us. 
Uh, if you'd like to reach out and suggest a film, say hi, anything along those lines, you can do so at cddlpod at gmail.com or stroll over for a more casual conversation uh, at cddl on Instagram. Cddlpod. Cddlpod. Oh, jeez. Yeah, don't go to that first one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that's gonna take you. Uh, clearly, someone got there before us. That's a damn shame. Um, yeah, have a, have a great night. <laughs>